Hey y'all, it's Baldo here, and I want to help you unlock your next level potential with a discounted ticket to this year's Howdy Health Fest happening in December. Use code HDYHPOD25 and enjoy a weekend filled with world-class biohacking products, top health experts, movement, connection, and recovery, and maybe even some ice baths and some nice sauna time. Remember, this year's festival is December 2nd through 4th. It's going to be an exciting time. We are committed, committed to you to bring you the best experience that your health can achieve. Welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. It's Thursday morning. This never comes out on a Thursday anyways, but I don't know why I always mention the day, but we are here today with Bjorn Eckeberg. It's just going to be me, Tex Mexiogi, on the podcast today because we're going to get into it and we're going to talk about, man, I was looking at your bio, Bjorn, and like there's so many cool things that I want to talk, that I want to reference, but the way that we first met you or heard about you was was through Flexbeam, which is a targeted red light therapy. I know you're going to go more into it, but before we get into the whole conversation, I want uh, if you can share with the listeners and the viewers a little bit about your bio and what you do and what's going on in your life. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Baldo. I'm really excited to be on and to speaking with you, actually, because I feel like Austin is has been this receding thing in the Vista for a long time. I had a ticket, actually, on booked for March 13th, 2020 to go to Austin, Texas for South by Southwest Festival to launch this thing, to launch Flexbeam. We wanted to show it live and we selected Austin as the obvious like epicenter to this. And then, you know, the whole world shut down and then it's been two years for us of doing everything online and everything. And this year we even had a paleo effects finally came back up and there was even talk of, okay, maybe I should go to Austin finally. And then there were various things that happened with that festival that we don't have to go into here, but uh, either way, I still have yet to come to Austin and to meet you, but I'm excited to be on. So thank you. Yeah, no, that. we're so excited to have you here. I mean, your next opportunity might be our festival in December to to come to Austin. So hopefully we can pull you in for that and, and speak as well, which would be wonderful because we have a lot of fun activities planned out. Yesterday, we actually landed a sponsor that we'll be doing. I don't know if this is kind of interesting. It's called Gel Blaster, but it's like an old Nerf gun. You know, the Nerf guns, they shoot little beads that are biodegradable. So we're going to do kind of like a paintball style, like games during the festival with all the speakers and vendors and all that. So, so it's one of those things that we like to play. It's very important for us to play. No, but, that's uh, cool. but let's start with Flexbeam because like for us, the name of the podcast is How Do You Health? And it's about what do other people do for health? And there's no right or wrong way to do health. If anything, the wrong way is to only do it one way. The right way is to try all the things, but what got you into red light there? I mean, can use that as a like combine an intro of how I got into this in the first place, because my background is I have sort of, I've worn several hats in my life, but about four years ago, I was invited by two of the co-founders of just a seed stage company that two people I knew from before, Regent and Dutch guy who live in Asia and they're experts in making hardware and lamps. And they had discovered something that there is this kind of technology that they had results on their prototype. And it's like, you got to see this. And so my background before this is I'm a screenwriter and I've been a showrunner for some TV series dramas. And I come from the creative worlds and actually about storytelling and like getting stories out there and so on. And so I came on board this company when I realized what they had. It was like the role that 
I've been playing and the hat I have on my head is about marketing and now the chief commercial officer for the company called Recharge Health. And this is our first device is the FlexBeam. We can dive more into, but which is the world's first and so far only wearable and targeted red light therapy device, which kind of changes the game for that technology for people who already are using it for like how you can use it. And it's a way to broaden up to a bigger audience for the benefits of this kind of technology. So our vision was to make it more accessible. Like the yeah. reason, so I was dumbfounded when I first learned about what this can do and what it's actually doing, like this kind of technology. Why have we not heard about this before? If it's so effective and it's like got all these benefits that we'll talk more about, it's like, why is it that like most people have never heard of it? And I quickly realized that the reason why is because it hasn't really been properly made available. Like if you want to yeah. use it now, like if you are gung-ho, you're into, you buy, you can buy your bulbs or big panel and you can put aside a space in your basement and have your own little place so you can get undressed and you can stick yourself up against it and so on. But this, by making it portable, it just means that you can just integrate it into your life in an everyday way. So that's kind of in, in a nutshell been the sort of the vision for the company is to create something that people can like to expand this technology and the awareness of it and what it can do and make it more effective. Yeah, well, for me, my first introduction to Flexbeam was last year, right before the festival, was either Dasha or maybe both Dasha and like uh, and Kristen Weitzel, because we were talking about red light therapy, and we did used to have, and I think we might still have panels, like big panels that people can use while they're getting an IV, but they're just so disruptive because it's like if someone wants to use the red light panel, it's like, well, everyone has to kind of use it because it's big and bright. And it's almost like the nurses would almost be like, I don't want that because it's distracting. And so we start, we, we kept using it less and less. Right. But then now that we have a flex beam, it's so much easier. Right. It's more personal. Like it doesn't require because the other thing was like people were using the red panels here, but they weren't like taking off their clothes or anything like that. They were just sitting there using it. Is it not effective over clothes? I mean, not really. You drastically cut, like even if this was a panel, like even when I'm 10 centimeters away from it, you've lost 80 to 90 percent of the light effect, actually. So the issue with the wall panel is that you have to stick yourself I mean, maybe not my face, but to use my chest as an example, it's like you have to really get close in order for the light to be functional. But if you're also really close to it, it's kind of there's the high EMF and radiation and it's like it's not the most comfortable thing to do. So that's why Idian Hegder, who is the inventor of Flexbeam, the engineer, there's a co-founder of the company, decided like he wanted to design something that was for the human body. So the whole idea of it was like, how do you make something that's super flexible and curved, but that is most effective? It's not just that it's easy to use, but if you have an elbow issue, yeah. And you can fold it around your elbow from three angles. And infrared light, we can talk more about, has the power to penetrate up to 10 centimeters into your body. That's where you're treating deep into the body and not the surface. And so then obviously yeah. something that's like closed and sticks close to you is going to be more effective. And that's also what we are seeing from our users and the feedback and the studies and stuff that we're doing. This is a targeted way is also a more effective way to get pain relief and injury repair and all the sort of associated benefits. And it's crazy because there are so many benefits when it comes to red light therapy. I mean, for us, the thing that we like, because we're an IV clinic as well, uh, the thing that we like is that when someone's veins are pumping out, are popping out, it's like, hey, what, just get on the flex beam for a few minutes and then, then we go back and do a night because now we can see their veins. <laughs> you know, So that's like from the nurse's standpoint, which is such a practical thing for us. But there are so many different benefits, right? Like what do you think is the one that stood out the most for you when you first started learning about red light therapy? To be honest, this is one of the overwhelming things was like, and that's the biggest difficulty. And I think one of the reasons why red light therapy has yet to break through to the mainstream is 
honestly, there's so many benefits that it's very hard to narrow down specifics. There's going to be one that applies to you. And I mean, there's some that like immediately got to me was like my lower back issue from like a weightlifting injury from younger years, always the weak point in my is my lower back. So when I could strap this on, like before and after training and actually notice the effects, like that's how it got to me that it's like, oh, this is really, really working. But for a lot of people, it's like, it depends on your approach. And so with a marketing hat on, how do you tell people about something that, hey, it relieves your pain and it helps repair injuries faster. And if you have inflammation, that will go away. And arthritis, you can do this and you could like repair muscle tissue, but then it's also preventative. And then it can also make you sleep better. There's talk about testosterone, which is like you can boost your testosterone. You kind of start sounding like an infomercial from the 90s, you know? It's like, uh, hey, wait, and there's more. And it's like, what about this? And it becomes, it's actually one of the challenges that we faced launching this product is that it's almost like too much or it's too good to be true. Yeah. Because it's not just limited to some benefits. Uh, but yeah, for us, the main focus with the targeted, sorry, go ahead, uh, Baldo. No, I said, because that's true. Like the default thought when there's so many things, it, it is like, it's too good to be true, right? Like that's almost like a default mentality when you hear so many things. Yeah. And so we ended up like, I mean, with this device, which is really focused on the body and is very targeted and highly effective wherever you place it, our focus became recovery very quickly. So we say relieve, repair, recover. That's what it does. It relieves pain. It repairs your cells at a deeper level and it helps you recover faster and better. And there's an added sleep component to it too, which is, I think is crucial, which is a link to recovery. But there's a lot of stuff going on in red light therapy generally, especially red on the, on the spectrum, which is driven by cosmetics and beauty and like skin, like better collagen, elastin production, these kinds of benefits that you can also get with this. But that's what's driving a lot of the awareness of red light therapy right now. Now, there is one specific question I wanted to ask you about as far as benefits. When it comes to eyesight, I'm starting to hear some of it and I haven't really gone into it. Like I haven't done my due diligence about like looking it up and Googling, but and I figured I might as well ask you, like, what do you hear from red light therapy and vision? There are studies that indicate good grounds to say there's something about exposing red, specifically in the red spectrum. It's like 620 to 630 nanometers. It has some beneficial things for the cornea, like the actual production. But infrared light, near-infrared light, is not so good for the eyes. On the contrary, like it can make you, like if you look at infrared light, it's invisible to the eye, right? So it's the same effect as if you stare at the sun. Like if you just stare, like your eyes won't naturally blink because it can't pick up the infrared. So this is not like a major hazard, but it is like if you're looking into infrared light for a long time, then that's negative. But whereas red light, those are the specific studies that are coming out that are both in that spectrum has potential to stimulate the eyes to like correct vision, which is very, very exciting, very interesting. But I think you need very specific and very careful protocols around that because vision is very delicate. Yeah, no, it really is. And it's one of those things that like, you know, all my friends or a lot of my friends have gotten like the LASIK stuff for the eyes. And I honestly wearing contacts has never really bothered me. It, it still doesn't. And I mean, sometimes I'll forget to take them out, which is I know not a great thing, but but it's just because I guess what I'm trying to get into is like, it's never been a big deal for me because I guess I'm just used to it. But if it was an easy thing to like, Hey, let's, let's do some therapy. Why not? Like some red light therapy, then why not? Like, that's a simple thing that we have a device around. Like that's something I could use it for. And thankfully for everything else, I'm usually pretty good, but um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. No, go, go for it. Go for it. No, it's just for uh, this device. There's a preset one that is red, red only. So we say we approach it with caution. We actually don't, 
I will probably get uh, whipped by someone internally if I even suggest that you should be using this sure, on your sure. eyes because it's experimental at this point. It's not designed for it. But I think that what's interesting about the eyes, and there's a lot of this kind of research is cropping up and serious peer-reviewed research, not just the N equals one uh, fun experimentation going around, but the showing all of these apl possible applications. So there's a, there's a growing body of the new practices, new possible applications that I think is also very interesting. We're still in the early stage of realizing what this technology can do and how it can be integrated into people's lives. Now, do you guys... And that's, that's part uh, of what we're trying to do. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you that because like how much of the, of the company's job, maybe not yours, but how many of the company's job is it to collect data and provide research? I mean, one of our co-founders, Dr. Zulia Frost, is a medical doctor, like Western-trained medical doctor, who later learned a lot of the holistic practices from Asia, and she learned a lot about new technologies. Like, she had an accident, and she found a different way to recover, to put it very, very briefly, from, like, a horrendous car crash. And part of that was light. It was energy, neurostimulation, like, technologies that weren't in the mainstream at all, and that she didn't learn at all as a medical doctor, but that she realized have this potential and she's practiced it for I think 25 years now and has had 10,000 patients treating them with laser various forms of light and energy therapy and knowing all about this so I mean she's our clinical director now and is doing her own like it's important for us to do studies we're still just a very small startup so we can only do limited studies but showing the scientific impact especially for this particular targeted approach not just generally red and infrared light is very important for us because to be Fair, there is a lot out there in the health technology, biohacker space, recovery tech. There's a lot of like dubious things that are also being sold into the same space. So it's like solutions for everything. So it's all the more important for us to like try to back up everything we do from user stories, testimonials to clinical studies and what we can. So we've been doing that also in-house. Yeah, that's always so fascinating for me because like the gathering of data, like there's so many ways to do that. And so it always interests me like how, because I mean, even with us, like we have, we do blood work on like so many different people. So there's all this data, but then research requires to put that data to make it mean something, right? So yeah. yeah like it's, it's not, when it comes to red light therapy and like the skepticism around this or like what is, can it possibly work? There's no lacking of data. But it's like the clarity of insights usually from that data that's like, that still is a unfolding process. But tell me, like, how has been your, like, I understand you got a FlexBeam yourself a little while ago to try. Like, how is it for you? No, I love it. Actually, I didn't even get to use it for like the first month because one of our COO, she's the one that opened the box when we got it. And she's like, well, I'm going to take this home. And she just never brought it back until she did. But no, I love it. I put it on my hip because I think it's an old injury. Well, I had torn my meniscus a long time ago and, and that itself feels fine. But because of that, like just how the body always works, like then that means that other things will not perform as, as you want them to. And, and for me, that's been my hip with like running and climbing. I do a bunch of climb. I do a lot of running for training for like the hiking part of climbing. And so the hip is my right hip has been the thing that's been the weaker point, like you had said earlier about your lower back. And so I've been using that on my hip. And whenever there's that tension, it kind of releases so that for me is great. And I think what I have noticed, and this is not necessarily, well, I'm making the connection now, but I said to myself just the other day, I was like, I think that I'm having that discomfort less and less often. And I've also been doing acupuncture on it. But uh, the thing that I have been doing consistent on a daily basis, just putting the flex bean there, which is what I love about it, right? Because it's like, I can actually wrap it as opposed to trying to do different angles and just standing by like one of the panels. 
Yeah, and it's one of the uh, principles that was important for us developing this early with Arian as the engineer inventor and Dr. Zulia as well. It's like the best red light therapy device is the one that you use. Correct. And one of the difficulties with if you go all in and you get like the advanced setup and you buy something and you dedicate a part of your home to it or something to do it, like how long do you maintain it? And it's like the maintenance over time is when you're really going to see the benefits and the results. What we are seeing, we're working a lot with athletes now, particularly. So for like acute and fresh injuries and stuff, this thing is like, can be a game changer. It can like drastically make an impact right away. But if it's something like my week back or your hip injury, it's going to require time, right? Because it's an old thing. So it's not going to be just like, oh, one session and then boom, you're good again. But you can get yourself in that direction over time. That's why it's really, really important you stick to using it. And I just think a lot of people don't end up like sticking to their original idea of like buying that panel. And then it just becomes more and more sort of clunky or inaccessible. Whereas this, uh, I mean, we got Kristen Weitzel on board like with us very early. And I think that was, she was living in LA. That was before she moved to Austin. And we sold her on that she could use it in the car. <laughs> that she could yeah. like be wearing it and like treating herself while instead of having to go to a space to do it. Well, that, that's... I, so it's a very... I, now I am pretty sure that that's who we first heard about it, her and like, and Freddie, right? Because they would, they come into the clinic and then they would sit there and do their, there was a one time they were promoting this, which is why I can say it, but they were doing like a high NAD drip where it took them like three or four hours and they were just sitting there and they both had different devices on them, like definitely flex beams, but I think they also had the, what does Freddie have? The Tesla coil, the, I forget what it's called, but amp so they coil. had all these things, the amp coil, correct. And so people are coming in and they're like, what is that? And what is that? And the thing that always stuck out was the flex beam, just because it's like, well, I've heard of that, but I've always seen big panels with the amp coil. It was like, I've never heard of anything like that. So that was already surprising. But the conversation was always like, that's different than what I have heard about red light there. Yeah, it's a different application that also opens up for different kind of use. And what we are trying to drive as well is that this opens it up to a broader section of the population. Because I think for you and the people following this podcast are probably not like part of the mainstream yet. It's like its own, if you're into a certain kind of discourse around it, that isn't, that hasn't quite broken through, right? And so making it accessible, making it easy to use is a key part of that. I think for red light therapy to be, get increased awareness. So let me ask you this, see if we can get a little science here. When it comes to like the red light therapy, like what is it doing to the tissues? Is it readjusting particles? Is it like in your skin and your muscles like what does that look like if you can dumb it down from what you know <laughs> yeah i mean from the it's actually a little bit of a mystery within the science of how does that actually work it's a little bit parallel to you know electricity we don't actually know what it is but it's like we know kind of how it works it's a little bit similar to this but the most accepted sort of hypothesis of the mechanism of how it actually is producing these benefits it's uh through what's called the mitochondria which are the energy generators in your cells mitochondria are like organelles basically that their function is to produce energy into the cells like atp which is a notion that maybe a lot of your listeners will be familiar with but it's like this is the core energy transmission in your body and so it all actually makes sense how it works all makes sense when you start realizing that your body is a battery right? That your cells are actually functioning on charge and of energy. And so part of what your cells are doing is like to constantly produce energy for that they use for recovery, that they use for healing, they use for all kinds of purposes. So when you shine red and near infrared light at very specific wavelengths and at 
very specific power outputs, you produce a response that the mitochondria, they just work a lot faster and better. They become more efficient. So they produce more cellular energy. And that gives your body the energy it needs to recover from the ache in your hip or if you were just bruised in the back, whatever it is, your body will direct its energy there where you shine that light. You provide more energy for the body to work more efficiently is kind of the, the way I would describe it. Yeah. So almost like wireless charging now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a little bit like, so when we first started out with this, I thought, and Dr. Zulia told me about, you know, the body is a battery. And I was like, okay, that's a good metaphor. And then as I work more with this, I realized, no, 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 it's actually not a metaphor at all. It's like, that's how it is. Like we are energy beings. And I mean, easily you can sound like a you know, far out spiritual person to someone like when we talk about energy, but this is like, this is physical stuff. We're electromagnetic fields. This stuff is like this red and near infrared light is like giving you a high dose at very specific wavelengths of a certain electromagnetic kind like charge that your cells are stimulated by. Right. So you are charging yourself just to, I mean, when you go out in daylight under the sun and you have a day, I was like, you are also charging your body, right? This is a more concentrated dose for very specific applications. You know, we can go biomechanical on it on like to reduce it. But I think that's the bigger picture story of what's actually happening at the cellular level and translated just into how we, how we are as, as beings that we are energy energy beings. And I think that one of the points that did almost make it through in the public view with uh, because of uh, COVID was the idea of like, go outside and get some sun, right? Like, at least I think that that's one thing that was a win in the overall message of, because there were so many confusing things about you should do this and do that and don't do this and take this and take that. But the one thing that was always said was like vitamin D, they finally said something like that, right? That comes from the sun. And it's like, well, yeah, go play outside. That's, uh, that's important. And I think that this plays into that same realm of healing. But you mentioned something about like going far out and like spiritual and all that. But you also have some history in metaphysics. Like that's what I read, right? Yes, I have one of those hats I wore before, like where I'm sitting now is uh, I have a philosophy of science background. I did a PhD in Canada and did a lot of research and study on science and what is science and what's the limits of it, limits of knowledge and so on. And I applied it to physics and specifically to cosmology and i wrote a book about it and i still have uh, this is sort of a i'm moonlighting sometimes as a as a debater on some stages around specific question of cosmology there is a link to what i'm doing now in terms of physics and light and stuff that already that was always interesting to me but it's like kind of come full circle that have anything to do why they even approached you in the first place or no no, it was uh, seemingly at the time, I just, you know, I had a book out about that and I just happened to be, it was really for like being able to make a film, which is the first thing. And that's what got me, got me sort of on the hook was uh, my first job that I volunteered to do was just to make a film about the other founders and what they had. And I realized when I interviewed people that had tried their prototype, you know, and I interviewed the founders and understood their knowledge and I understood more about the field. And I saw these patients or people like neighbors of Irene and Christian had like got circulation back in their legs and had color back in their skin and these kinds of stories. And I heard their stories and that's what I was just filming. It became very hard for me to go back to my day job, to put it this way, because it's like I can see the impact it's having on, on people's lives. Yeah, it's like writing entertainment or philosophize about the nature of the universe. Here is something that's like, hey, this is actually really working for people. And we need to get the word out that this can help a lot of people. 
right? So I kind of got uh, suckered in that way. Yeah, it's crazy how it works out because I'm the same way. Like my so John, who you did meet shortly, he's a nurse practitioner and a chiropractor, and holistic care is the way that he's always practiced, but. Before what we do now, he was working in the traditional pain care. So he was just going crazy from like, I can help in so many other ways, but, I, but I'm not, not allowed to because the system works this way or that way. And for me, it was I was like, well, I don't understand. Like, why don't you just open your own business like that? I'm a business person from by heart. So and he always looked at it from like, well, no, you can't really do that because blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, you can. Like, this is. You know, if anything, like we are in the U.S., we can do whatever we want. Like, And then at some point, it's like, well, why don't we just partner, right? Like there's plenty of conversations in between there where we decided like, well, let's just partner because then that way I can help you on the business side and you can like do your magic with the healing of people in all the different ways. And from there stemmed a supplement company and then stemmed this company, How Do You Health, which is interesting because tomorrow we are celebrating uh, our 200th episode and it's all on metaphysics. That 200th episode was with uh, Dr. Amberly Carter, and she's a doctor of metaphysics. And it, it is a two-hour-long conversation on that stuff too. And honestly, like that's what I love to read the most as well too. So whenever I, that was one of the first things that came out on your bio, I was like, oh, this is gonna be interesting. Yeah, that's like sounds like a fun conversation to join. Yeah, for sure. So I've always been fascinated. Like metaphysics is what lies at the limit, right? Or like what is actually beyond what we can ascertain with scientific evidence or like within the existing regime of knowledge so it's always situated on the margin and this is also what interests me with what is happening in the health space and what's happening with how people approach medicine for example and that i think is happening to jonathan and you and that you can start a business on this kind of there's a fringe right because the main message like people like there used to be once an awareness of what light could do actually prior to pharmaceuticals taking over medicine and medical establishment being what it is for whatever that's worth. But that has also limited the sort of the realization for a lot of people of quite obvious ways in which you can improve your health and a different way to look at it than the one you're normally served. You know, that's challenging to start a business there. There's also an opportunity. And I think that there is a desire for a kind of a change and a shift that we are seeing as well. I think it's, a, it's important. So it's a, I think it's an exciting time to be working in health field and to want to improve people's health because I, you know there more solutions are coming and understanding is is shifting at least a little bit from my point of view am i being too optimistic you think paulo i don't think so i think that the too optimistic part might come from like the timeline right but like when is this finally going to happen but it's definitely happening i mean a lot of our business is that right like a lot of our business is like people that like i've always said like it's either people that are like really sick and have tried everything and nothing has worked and they come to us. And then the second thing is people that are very healthy, but they're trying to optimize. But the fact is that they're coming to us, it's already in their field. The idea that they can do more or try things differently and that they don't have to rely on some system to take care of them. So, so yes, it is shifting, which is exciting, right? Because I think that's one thing that we all hope for. You know, even like at our clinic, whenever COVID hit, it's fine to mention this, but we decided from day one that like anytime anyone, that we weren't going to deny anyone because phone calls were always about like, hey, I've called everywhere and no one's accepting us. And then the second thing that we decided is that everyone's going to get a hug no matter what, 
right? Because hugs are healing, right? Like, and we saw stats that is like, hey, whenever hug it increases immunity by like thirty percent or so. I don't know. It's like regardless of the fact, like it's like we're gonna give people quick hugs and we're gonna sanitize afterwards and do whatever we need to do. We got IVs every day to make sure that our immune systems were strong enough. But that was important to us to like still have that community, right? Because community is the most important, I think, aspect of health. Having a device and a technology that can charge your body, like there are obvious ways and there are scientific studies that clearly show that one of the side effects is going to boost your immunity. If your cells are more charged, it's more able to cope with whatever it's dealing with, right? So there's an obvious link between red light therapy and immunity. And this was part of something we wanted to focus on anyway when we launched the product. And we got into a lot of like, we couldn't write a blog post about the link between red light therapy and immunity before it got shut down. We couldn't even run an ad that would talk about immunity before it got shut down. And it was like, it was a very um, strange time that one of the most important and relevant connections, like we weren't trying to sell like snake oil to people and saying, you use this and you don't get COVID. But we're like, hey, there is a link between like, just as you were describing with hugs or with sunlight, there's an obvious link, like something that will charge you and give you more energy, like in your body is obviously going to improve your immunity. Like you are more likely to fight off an infection that way. But for some reason in our culture, it's almost not allowed to speak about either you, like that you have a lot of power yourself in your own body and you can cultivate power in your body to withstand infections or cope with them better and stuff. It should be like, isn't it obvious? At the same time, you're not allowed to talk about it. Very strange. I think that suppression of information is also what has helped this change in environment of health because people became aware of all the things that shouldn't be talked about. And then they started questioning, like, why shouldn't it be talked about? But now that you can talk about it, then it's like, oh, so then they weren't wrong in the first place. And now it's like, well, what else is out there, right? So I think it sped up the process, uh, just like any suppression does that all the time, right? Like whenever you suppress things, people want it more. And so it helped our game, basically. <laughs> no, that's good. There's all kinds of strange implications from it. So, yeah. <laughs> good for uh, you. Yeah. So any last few things you want to go over? I mean, we got plenty of time. I'm just saying, is there anything that you want to touch base on that we haven't yet? I uh, would just uh, like to hear if you have more questions about sort of how red light therapy works or FlexBeam and anything related to this we can dive into. With red light therapy before, my biggest question, I have an answer to this, but maybe other people that, have, that are listening don't. My question before was, is it just like a red bulb, right? Like that was always the question. Is it something that I can just put some red paper over a bulb and, and I can do red light therapy? And the answer to that is... No, right? No, I mean, you can buy red bulbs on Amazon or something or color bulbs or something. They're not really going to do that much for you because you do need a certain kind of power, right? So they're not just like a regular light bulb. So what we have here, I'll just uh, show you what the light looks like when you turn this device on. And this has a 10 minute program, so you don't have to worry about the, you know, turning it on and off. It will just give you a kind of a session. But here you see this is a program that has a combination of this is red in the visible spectrum. It's about 630 nanometers. And then it's near infrared, which is not visible, but which is, uh, gives you a slightly warming effect. It's in the 830 to 850 nanometers for people who are really interested in the, in the specs. And so it's the combination that is known to give the most benefits, but red light is specifically good for the skin and infrared is much better for like deep tissue because it can go deeper. And so 
Here we have a cooling system because the fans are so like this gives like way beyond what a bulb would do otherwise. And it's engineered with pulsing and stuff to, to optimize the response in the body. So definitely there is a big difference between it's not just the color of the light that has the right wavelength power and is effectively reaching you. What I say is the biggest difference. Yeah, and so part of the reason that came up to that one time for me in the past was because there I was to an establishment that had a a sauna, right? And and there was lights in there, not red lights. But one day I showed up and and now they were claiming red light therapy because they made the the lights red, right? But basically put some stuff over it, like basically some tape or the, not tape, but like filters, red filters. And I was like, did that really change the game just because you put filters there? But but that was just a, like, they also were uneducated since then they've actually replaced it and made it an actual red light therapy sauna. But that was always like, I wonder how many people come into that type of question because like, is it that easy or it's not like you're actually getting a nice, like something with research that is helpful. But another question for you along that one is like, how long people will be doing is it 10 minutes is that is the ideal? Yeah. So we concentrated the the dose so you can do it in 10 minutes is usually enough for most things. If you have something that's really hurting or it needs multiple placements, for example, if you have something that's like in your knee, you might want to treat your hip as well or something, you can do two sessions, 20 minutes. And it's possible, it's totally safe and fine to go like beyond that. But it's actually not optimal to be doing it if you do 40, 50, 60 minutes of it. It's just very important to know. We try to get this, make this clear also in our guide and everything. But it's not that more is necessarily better because what you're doing is you're stimulating a response in the body. It's called hormesis. It's like you, you expose like short term to like a kind of a radiation and a, like an, it's a stimulation that produces a response. And it's the, in the response that the health benefits come in because your body strengthens. So it's a little bit like you go to the gym and you just keep going to the gym and you stay for another hour and you just do another set and so on. So it doesn't, you're not going to get stronger that way. Because the benefits happen when you recover, right? So it's a little bit similar with this. It's like 10, 10, 20 minutes. Totally fine. You can do this every day. Sometimes it's good to have a day apart just to, and so on. The worst thing that can happen if you overdo it is just your body will stop like responding to it. It will adapt to it completely. Similar to if you go to the gym and you just keep doing and you like you do all the exercises and the, and the different machines and everything, you keep doing them, your body will, you won't get stronger. Well, is there any side effects? Right, it was my question, right? But like you said, the side effects is just you might just get used to it. Yeah, it's like the research shows that there's no adverse, like negative side effects that have been recorded in any kind of studies of this for general use on the body at all, and that it's totally safe. It's just that it may become ineffective if it's overused. It produces uh, basically too much for the cells to to be able to meaningfully or like productively cope with so the result is then no response you know what i mean so it's a like a curve that it's like the optimal response is in the middle if you just have like your red light sauna that you described is gonna quite confident would fall on that part of the spectrum which is like way too little exposure and way too little power to have any effect at all like maybe nice maybe it gives nice feeling but it's like no it's not really going to give you any sort of major effect and on the other side of the spectrum is like constant exposure. It's also going to produce no effects. And then one of the questions that I have to ask, because like, this is the thing that people always ask, at least in our clinic. And, and I believe in, in many places is people want to know, 
does it help me lose weight? <laughs> Directly and indirectly, I would say two different mechanisms. Directly, we do have some interesting studies, N equals one case studies, fat loss to support. Like there actually is like for the metabolic fat loss, it's, it's possible with spot treatments. This is an area of research that's like showing promise. It's not developed fully enough yet to be able to point to a peer-reviewed study that fully shows it yet. There is some promise in this direction. There's theories for how this would work. If you use it while you are working out, for example, that you can stimulate sort of fat cells locally or target it. That's possible. The second part is if you improve your health overall, if you sleep better and then you recover faster and like if you can integrate light and the energy that comes from this light into your everyday, you are very likely to see outcomes like fat loss like the body will most likely let go of what it's holding on to if you're not in a stressed state and you have more energy and that's an overall health picture and not like uh, zapped yourself with this for 10 minutes and the fat will melt away i mean i can't make that promise i completely agree it's just always funny because like we can be talking about anything and people will always ask like well does it help me lose weight they want to know that and does it help sleep better because that's the thing that people always have trouble with is they want to lose weight they want to sleep better and they want to look younger. Actually, sleep is one of those things we discovered on the journey. When we first designed this, we didn't design it specifically with sleep in mind, but we had very early case studies of like people who were trying it and were using, you know, a, like an aura ring, like a sleep tracking device and so on recording. And we started seeing this anecdotally around us in these case studies. It's like people actually sleep better when they use it, like before bedtime over the lungs, like one session, like somehow helps to calm or something. We're still like puzzled by like, why is this? But so many people we see are reporting that this impacts their sleep positively. They get more deep sleep where they go more like straight into the deeper part of their sleep and so on. So this is something we're working on in parallel because we are developing a sort of a version two and that we're also raising capital for now to like move beyond what we are doing now because we see so much more potential, but having a sleep application, sleep is absolutely crucial essential to recovery so for us we want to develop this more maybe we could even do a co-study at some point or like just if you if you have this is something we're like we're really interested in mapping out in effect we're seeing very clearly you're right like that's probably the best thing to do for recovery is sleep right like because that's the ultimate rest right like it is sleep well i guess the ultimate rest would be death but that we're not going to talk about that <laughs> it's your bounce back from almost death, you know, it's like what keeps you, keeps you going is the charge you get overnight. Yeah. Now you mentioned to use while working out. I've never even thought about using the flex beam like that. Is that common use for like using it while working out? I wouldn't say it's common use, but we have athletes who use it this way and are testing it out this way. It's like pre, during and post are three possible applications, right? So if you, if you use it before, you exercise, you will increase what it does locally is increases blood flow and oxygenation of the area where you put it. So before, if you were running, like what kind of sports or activities are you into? Oh, uh, I like climb. Climbing, I run. Yeah, climbing and running. Yeah. So if you wanted to prepare your body before going on a hike and you have the hip is potentially a weak point, like if you treat it before you go, uh, it's going to help improve the blood flow in the area so you can withstand more and so on. It's going to open it up before exercise. If you use it after exercise, it's 
going to help the recovery phase quicken, right? Because you're like, you've already exhausted the muscle or pushed it far, and then you're giving it energy after to, to bounce back stronger. But during is an interesting, it's a more recent application we have from some athletes that were. And the theory that would it would go is that it actually can increase performance as well, because you are like literally giving yourself energy while you are like whatever you are doing in that physical moment. That is a possible application. Also something we didn't have in mind, like we designed something that was flexible. So we call it the flex beam that you can use all kinds of things. And it's one of the things that we enjoy the most now is hearing people's stories of how they use it. So this is one thing that comes back from, from the athletic world that they find like that they perform better or they do better when they actually are like if they are able to, you know, run with it on or something. But in many cases, that's totally possible. You just strap it on, you do your thing. Yeah. There's only the one size right now that you guys have, and you, you said you're working on a second size now, or is that, am I wrong about that? Yeah, there's only one size for now. There's two colors. You can choose a black or white, but it's like three light pods in this version. And so what we are working, I can't say too much about it for IP reasons, but it's going to be like, you can choose like, singular or multiple pods to either extend your reach or make it smaller. Perfect. That's really all I have for now. And I know that we'll have it in the show notes and we'll have people be able to like uh, contact you guys and ask you more questions as well. And I think you said that you might be able to do a discount code for people as well that we'll be able to do on our on show notes as well. Yeah, we'll have a special deal for your listeners if you are interested in trying one for yourself. I hate to sound like a salesman, but we do have a 30-day money guarantee, satisfaction guarantee. It's all very like five-star rating on Trustpilot. Like this is definitely something that is at least worth trying. And if it doesn't work for you, then the worst thing is you just send it back. So we would love for your listeners. Like there's a reason why we wanted to choose Austin for our initial launch. And there is something special about what's going on in Austin. We've seen from the beginning. And Kristen Weitzel, who is there now, is like in connecting with you guys as well. We'd love to find ways to collaborate and be part of the kind of the discourse that you are developing. I think it's really, really important. And I think it's going to change things in the near future. I think it's going to spill over from where you are now and from this particular channel. So thanks for doing what you are doing and for having me on. No, of course. And I hope that we can get you down here for the festival in December. But can you also tell the listeners where they can find you? What's the best way to find out about you and the company? Recharge.health. Our company is called Recharge Health, and that's our URL, recharge.health. So you can just go there. That's where the shop is, more information about us. If anyone wants to reach out to me directly to discuss anything related to the business or any side of that, I'm Bjorn at recharge.health. So uh, happy to hear from. Well, thank you so much, Bjorn, for being on. We'll talk soon, and uh, we'll get all that information out to the listeners and to the viewers as well. Awesome. It was a pleasure.